Hi, everyone. Welcome to the By the Laces podcast. My name is Bilal Malik, and this is my co-host, Trenton Cito. How are you, Trenton? Absolutely wonderful and excited as well. The Bears have won again. I'm excited for them. And I'm also excited for Adam Gase because with his second win of the season, he's making his case for that 10-year extension with the Jets. But probably not because he's probably actually going to get fired on Monday. But how are you, Bilal? Hey, you never know, Trent. It is the Jets. They have been full of surprises this year, so you never know. I am doing very well as well. Can't wait for this upcoming game for the Bears. I mean, who would have thought we'd been in this situation? In a win or in for the playoffs in Week 17. It's what you live for, so couldn't be more excited. But I'm also pretty anxious, too. All right, let's uh, let's dive into some NFL news to start to start the show off. On their quest to uh, repeat as Super Bowl champions, Chiefs have locked up the number one seed, as we have now known for watching the past week. And because of that, they have the luxury of resting their starters. And main starter here that's going to be resting is quarterback Patrick Mahomes. And any thoughts on this, Trenton? Yeah, I think it's a it's a good move. You definitely don't want your star quarterback and the leader on their offense to get injured in a in a meaningless Week 17 game against the Chargers. Chargers do have a pretty decent defense, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's it's good for them the situation that they're in and that they can rest Patrick Mahomes before they head off into playoffs. What does this do to Patrick Mahomes' chances though to repeat as the NFL MVP? Ooh, that's a good question because Aaron Rodgers is making his case this year for MVP. Uh, I think I would say Aaron Rodgers is ahead of all the other candidates for MVP. I mean, at some point in this season, Russell Wilson was seen as a front runner for the, that award. That, but that died off quickly. Yeah, that did. Um, and same thing for Kyler Murray as well. So really, I think the only two people it could be is Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes, and uh, if Mahomes is resting, then maybe Rodgers might take it. Hopefully this doesn't, this doesn't come back to backfire the Chiefs, though, because you've seen situations where um, teams have rested their players going to the playoffs, and it's caused them to have some rust, and they haven't performed as well as they probably should have. But the Chiefs have been here before. First overall seed last year, I believe, as well. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will. Uh, let's move on to another NFL star. Alvin Kamara has tied the NFL record with six rushing touchdowns in a single game this past week. This record was originally set in 1929 by Ernie Nevers of the Chicago Cardinals in a time when you were really only running the ball and not passing. So how wild is it that in this passing league, Alvin Kamara is able to tie this record? Also, Trenton, how old were you in 1929? Uh, negative many years. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see someone have six rushing touchdowns. You usually would see them having six passing touchdowns, or in Peyton Manning's case, seven. But he easily could have had seven rushing touchdowns, if not for the fact that Sean Payton took out yeah. <laughs> took Alvin Kamara out and put in Taysom Hill, who ended up getting a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate 
that he wasn't able to break the record, but tying it is pretty good too. I mean, he is the only guy who has tied that particular record that was set so long ago. So what are the chances that Sean Payton knew what was going to happen and he just wanted to mess with everyone? Oh, Oh, that's a, That's that sounds like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's a low blow for for him to do that to Alvin Kamara. He did help a lot of people's fantasy teams, though, from what that I have is, heard. Yeah, too bad that, for anyone who was playing against him. <laughs> um, and let me ask you this: Do you think Alvin Kamara was only able to tie this record because he wore some very special red and green Christmas cleats? I mean, the game was played on Christmas Day, but I believe those cleats go against the NFL's uniform policy. Yeah, he was fined 5000 for that. But, you know, <laughs> you, if you tie, the, yeah, you tie the NFL record, uh, you, you're not going to mind that fine, especially when you're making so much. Hey, um, remember how we keep uh, kept a wishing that Robbie Gold will one day come back to the Bears, save us from our kicking troubles. Hold up, hold up. You're, I'm, I'm just mentally processing through all of the kicker issues. Hold, I just need one moment, Bilal, just one moment. Okay, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening anytime soon, Trenton. <laughs> Despite our best efforts to try to get Robbie Gold back, San Francisco 49ers have uh, signed him to a $7.25 million contract extension for two years, and it's fully guaranteed. That's a lot of money. Um, But it's good for Robbie Gold. I mean, he's been a a great NFL kicker for so long, wonderful person as well, Um, very well liked by not just Bears fans, but 49ers fans and in general NFL fans. So it's good for him for sure. Hey, thinking, um, going off of that note for a second, the 49ers needed to win their game against the Cardinals last Saturday for the Bears to have a win and in situation, which we currently aren't, thanks to them actually winning. But it seemed like Robbie Gould may have not wanted us to be in this situation <laughs> because he missed two field goals that would have um, would have helped. He missed two field goals and an extra point. That's uncharacteristic for Robbie. And even when Chicago needed him, he, I don't know, man. Luckily, the Niners did win. But just something to think about. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, sometimes you can't control it, but we'll, we'll see. All right, moving on. We have Dwayne Haskins, who has gone unclaimed on waivers. I, I see your facial expression over there, and you are very unhappy. You're reliving flashbacks from the last episode. No, I am not unhappy that he uh, got unclaimed. That's fine by me. It's just that because uh, anyone who did claim him is not in the right mind at this moment. But I'm seeing this whole situation has gone. I mean, it's continued to spiral into something else. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, so he's now a free agent. Um, he is free to be picked up by any NFL team that might want him. There have been some that have reportedly expressed interest in him, but for now he's still a free agent. 
as of this episode. And there was also news that his agent dropped him. Mutually parted ways, I believe, was the way that they phrased it. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think he's going to be playing again this season. And uh, we'll see where he ends up in the offseason. It's rough when your agent drops you. That's all I'm going to say on that whole thing. <laughs> it, uh, he, needs it, like, he needs like Jerry Maguire to come in and <laughs> help save him. It it definitely brings to mind some comparisons of uh, when Johnny Manziel's agent dropped him as well. But moving on, let's go to Snacks Harrison, who was granted his release. That from is a the fun Seahawks. name. That is a fun name. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, he's he asked for his release from the Seahawks, uh, and he was granted that release, and he signed with the Packers which is rough for the Bears because he is, a, in his prime, he was a wonderful run stopper right in the middle of the defense, uh, kind of similar to what Akeem Hicks would be doing. So uh, even though he's much older now, uh, not in his prime anymore, more of a rotational guy, I believe they said there's a very small chance that he plays for the Packers against the Bears in uh, week 17 so hopefully not (laughs) hopefully not for the bears yeah i don't think it i mean could but i doubt it just coming in like coming in like that all of a sudden i mean he's not cleo mac i mean cleo mac can do that but uh it'll be interesting to see what happens and in all likelihood he will not be playing which is a which is a benefit it is a benefit. Um, I'm sure David Montgomery for the Bears would be very happy to run unopposed in the middle of the of the line. He did right. play decently well against the Packers the first time around. So that he did. Uh, he's really had a a really breakout end of this year, kind of half season. So very nice for him. Speaking of somebody else who's been breaking out, Justin Herbert. Rookie quarterback for the L.A. Chargers has broken the rookie passing record for touchdowns uh, that Baker Mayfield held. And he has now 28 passing touchdowns in this season. That's uh, yeah, that's remarkable, man, for a rookie to come in like that. For also a guy who wasn't supposed to really play at all this year. Yeah. Thrown into a fluke situation with Terod Taylor and his rib injury his, his and poke, his lung. Sorry, his, I think it was his, his lung, right? His lung was slightly poked, ever so slightly. Just the slightest poke of a lung can jumpstart someone's career, it looks like. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, it's really good to see him uh, flourish, and I believe he'll be one of the top quarterbacks in this league for years to come, and we'll see what the Chargers do with their whole situation moving forward. Yeah, looking forward to it. Trenton, you um brought up the whole situation, brought up a scenario, a situation where Johnny Manziel parted ways with his agent. What actually looks like Johnny Manziel is making a comeback. Oh, Johnny football, but not in the way you think. Okay. Apparently, he's joining a startup league called the Fan Controlled Football. 
And um, based off of this, what does this tell you? What is this, just this name of this league? Because I hadn't heard about this until now. What, what does that tell you? Like, what are you, what are you expecting from this league? Well, I feel like it is the idea that the fans would know best. Kind of like how, you know, the customer is always right. Except in this case, I don't think the fans are always right. And this might be a wild situation. <laughs> Two things. Usually the customer is not always right. <laughs> Second, in general, the fans are not always right because they think they know better. <laughs> but in this situation, the fans actually get to prove, show how bad they are at um, pro football. <laughs> because in this new league, the fans are allowed to make the teams, they're allowed to call the plays. It's honestly real life Madden. More like a, it's a seven on seven situations in games. And I don't know, man, in terms of other leagues that have happened, I feel like this may. I don't see the potential for this league. Yeah, I, I also don't. It'll be. But, um, yeah, um, with the whole situation with Menzel, it's interesting to see how he has become irrelevant. And now trying to make some way back into uh, football. And who knows, this could be another attempt at him to revive his career. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, interesting to see how he bounces back. I mean, hopefully he can. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Football Football's always good. Let's move on to some injury news. Now, going into week 17, we have some particularly important injuries that we want to keep track of, especially as teams are desperately trying to make it into the playoffs. Let's go to first the Washington football team. Uh, Alex Smith is still limited in practice, I believe, with his calf strain. And he's, he's definitely a piece of their offense that they want back. Because, I mean, if, if they win, they're in. And if they don't win, well, then it gets complicated. <laughs> Think about it, though. Um, where the team has been, with that whole situation with the team, Ron Rivera having cancer, just to see them in this type of situation is a pretty remarkable piece. I know they play in the NFC East, which every team except the Eagles now has a chance to make it in some capacity, but uh, without Alex Smith, that team doesn't doesn't win a game. And then it, it, interesting about that game, though, Trenton, is that it's on Sunday Night Football, which means the other two teams, the Giants and Cowboys, have already played. So it's not like anything else can come from it. It's the last game of the week. Yeah, that's a very good point. Let's continue on with more quarterback news. This is a game that the Bears are desperately going to be watching, and it's happening at the same time as that Bears game. It is the Rams and the Cardinals, two NFC West rivals. Jared Goff, in his game last week, broke and dislocated his thumb, and he had thumb surgery and is unlikely to play which is pretty rough for the Rams. It is. And 
I didn't think he'd be getting surgery this week. I yeah. was surprised to uh, read that news earlier this week that he got surgery. But then you have to understand from the Rams' perspective, assuming they somehow make it in the playoffs, which is not out of the question scenario. They could still make it. But I'm assuming they do. And they said he could be ready to play for the playoffs. You first got to get – you would rather have your starting quarterback at a much better position than he is currently. Um, much better condition, I'm saying – than he is with a dislocated thumb to be playing in the playoffs if he were to get in, if you look at the future. And I'm assuming this backup quarterback is qualified enough to help him in. I don't know anything <laughs> about him. It is uh, John Wolford, who is a undrafted free agent, I believe from one or two years ago. He played in the Alliance of American Football before that sadly ended. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how he does. Although the Rams defense is still as powerful as it always. The Rams is. defense is probably going to be the key to help winning, helping them win that game. Mm-hmm. If they if they do come away the away with the win, so yeah. And uh, Kyler Murray, who was a quarterback for the Cardinals, suffered a lower leg injury, and they weren't entirely sure if he was going to play against the Rams in week 17, but he has announced that he will play, which will be interesting to see how his mobility is against that Rams pass rush. So, Which is a really good point that you bring up there, Trenton. Um, Okay, assuming he does play, which in all likelihood he is going to play, but one big aspect of his game is Is the running around. Being faster than everybody else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there we go. And what do you do when you have a big Aaron Donald coming at you and Leonard Floyd also coming at you? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you – if you can't escape them, then you're going to have to beat them some other way. Like, every other quarterback has been able to do, and most quarterbacks have not been successful that way. The, mm-hmm. one, the one thing that has put Kyler Murray in a position to um, do well is his mobility. So, interesting. Yeah. It will be fun to watch. Man, they can never put these Week 17 in a simple scenario. It always has to be very (laughs) complex. Yeah, every every team has to have multiple ways to get in, and uh, that's uh, that's the beauty of numbers. Pretty cool. All right, David Bakhtiari, the star star left tackle for the Packers, suffered a the highest paid player in his position. Yeah, a horrible knee injury in practice, believed to have torn his ACL, which is absolutely rough for the Packers' offensive line, particularly because they are facing Khalil Mack in Week 17. And uh, Khalil Mack is probably licking his chops on the the back of left tackle. Yeah, um... Never want to give Khalil Mack an easier opportunity to get to your quarterback. Okay, I'm just saying Bakhtiari, highest played uh, player his position, and he's a, he's a top player but no, by all means. But even you would have had trouble guarding Khalil Mack. And I'm just saying it's going to be – 
I don't know. The Bears' defense has got a caught a huge break right there, and it's going to rely cause the Packers to do a bunch of different things to help offset that loss. And why don't we end our injury section here with some news about Christian McCaffrey? He was announced to not be playing in this final Week 17 game, so his season is over. He's only played in three games this year, which is rough for. For a star player like him, especially after he's gotten a large extension, but that's the way it goes sometimes. That large extension is probably the reason he's not playing. Yeah. Um, in all likelihood, why? Why would you put him out there in a game that doesn't matter? Your season's already lost. Nothing to gain from this. Why would you put your star player out there in who's been battling injury all year long? Like you just said, he only played in three games. I mean, it just wasn't his year. So let him let him rest. Let him rehab more if he needs to. Let him come back for 2021. Probably the same scenario that the uh, Lions are going through right with, with Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. That was, um, that was a real unfortunate situation that went down with him. Yeah. Um... I mean, it was not really a contact injury. It was just a uh, a non-contact kind of twisted his ankle kind of thing. And um, he didn't even want to go out on the cart. You know, he wanted to go off walking. He didn't want them to bring the cart in for him. So he's he's a tough guy. Okay, I get that part. But still, I think they probably should take the cart out because any <laughs> lower body injury like that, why, why put yourself through that much pain? What are you trying to prove? I mean, I get you trying to – he's a tough guy, but I don't get that part of it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, why don't we go on to our our special pandemic section. As hopefully we won't be week. doing – hopefully we will not be doing much of these in the future. But, hey, we're in 2021 now when COVID is still with us, so. Yeah, um, why don't we go with some Cleveland Brown news real quick. Uh, there was a there was an issue with their wide receivers. Um, they were all sharing a recovery pool together, and this caused them to be close contacts with a player who tested positive. But uh, they they're all or they're all coming back now, I believe, right? Yeah, but what did it really do to the Browns? It didn't help them. At no, it did not. <laughs> they lost to the Jets. Yeah. The Jets. The Jets. In a game that they should not have lost. They, they, they could not afford to lose. Yeah. All right, first of all, going backtrack, the fact that these players were all in the same pool together. I know I get you guys are tested. You guys are all in the same facility, but there was no reason for this to happen. And then the fact that you were close enough that you are now in a close contact, which has wiped out the entire wide receiver corps to Cleveland Browns. So what does that cause them to bring up practice squad players? And if anyone saw, I didn't watch the game, but I saw clips and highlights. There was no chemistry. There was no time, and there was nothing. And the Browns couldn't do anything. And they made the Jets look like 
a good team. But um, let's run through the Browns um, playoff scenarios right now, Trent, and let's see. Because the Browns are not in. Like, they have, like, 10 wins. But there is going to be a team from the AFC with more than 10 wins, 10 or more wins, who just doesn't make it in. So, apparently the Browns simply just need to win this week against the Steelers. And they're in. Or they need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. Or they need the Titans and the Texans. Sorry, they need the Titans to lose against the Texans and the Colts to win against the Jaguars and the Dolphins to win at the Bills and the Ravens to win at the Bengals. That's the most complicated scenario. But we have three different scenarios. What in all likelihood does Cleveland make the playoffs at the end of Sunday? Are they in? I I would think so. I mean, they're playing against a Steelers team that's resting Ben Roethlisberger and, and probably quite a few starters. So the Browns, the Browns should win this one, I think. You would think that they would win. <laughs> but you would also think that they would win against the Jets last week. I mean, even despite the <laughs> setback, the Jets were a ter- are a terrible team. Like They should have still got some win in terms of like either the run game or just Baker trying to do something. I mean, Baker has had such an improved season by all means. But, uh, yeah, in all likelihood, the most um, – Likely scenario is that the Browns do beat the Steelers because of just how much. If the Steelers starters were playing, it would have been a little more interesting. And the Steelers have not been playing that well anyway. As of late, even though they did have a comeback against the Colts. But uh, I think we we will be seeing the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs for the first time in who knows how long. In a very long time, which is quite wild to think about. Exactly. Um, continuing with some more COVID news that has playoff implications in a way, in, in a way here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the hero of the Miami Dolphins, has tested positive. Ooh, the hero. I mean, the he man. did save their season. He did yes. basically save their season at the last like, was Such a dumb move by the Raiders, though, in their game. They're playing for the field goal the whole time. They don't score, and they give, and then they make that type of error to basically end their season. Yeah. Um, although, credit Ryan Fitzpatrick for making an absolutely crazy throw at the very end. That I is mean, the ultimate no-look pass. Like, you thought Mahomes could do a no-look pass? No. Ryan Fitzpatrick is that's going to be at the top, and that's not going down anytime soon. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't even look like he still had his head on. <laughs> I mean, his he was twisted all the way around. I mean, how? And that was a clear face mask. Like, you see referees sometimes missing face mask penalties. Yeah. Um, Bears, Bears, Packers, Week 12. <laughs> um, no, but this time that was a clear face mask. And the fact that he caught the ball, it's amazing the receiver's part, though, too, because he had to wait for that thing to come down. Yeah, he really had to adjust. Um, and then an additional 15 yards to that. It's uh, That was an exciting end of, the, end of that game. But overall, looking at this, 
Is Ryan Fitzpatrick a better quarterback for the Miami Dolphins than Tua? That is a really tough question. Because he did this... open up the season. Yeah. And then he did have those two dominating performances against the 49ers and the Jets. And then he gets pulled after the bye week, which the Dolphins have – they were 3-3 three and three going into bye, and I believe currently they're sitting at roughly 10-6. and six. So, I mean, Tua has had tremendous success. No, no um, discredit to him, but, I mean, there have been a couple of times in the season where he had to be pulled, and this last game against the Raiders was one of them. Let's say something comes up and they make it into the playoffs and they aren't playing well. And Fitzpatrick comes into – no, sorry, backtrack. First, they need to get into the playoffs. And the way they do that is a much tougher route than the Browns because they have to win at the Bills or they need a loss at the Ravens – need the Ravens to lose versus the Bengals or the Browns to lose versus the Steelers. The Colts to lose versus the Jaguars. And in all likelihood, I see it happening. The best scenario for the Dolphins in is to just win. Which is the, Ravens be... aren't, the Ravens aren't losing to the Bengals. Right. Mm-hmm. We already established the Browns are beating the Steelers. And the Colts aren't losing to the Jaguars. So that's the only way to end against the Bills. And the Bills are Playing their starters, I believe. Yeah, and the Bills right now are one of the best teams in the AFC. So it's it's a rough battle for the Dolphins. So let's take this scenario. Scratch the earlier one that I was trying to present. Let's go with this scenario. The Bills are down. The Dolphins are down by 14 points fourth quarter, and two is just playing. Now he's not playing well. Like he like he didn't do against the, like he was playing against the uh, the Raiders for part of the game. You don't have a Fitzpatrick to turn to, and I know Fitzpatrick's not the best player, but he's he's a pretty decent player. The team That's rallies the, around him. Mm-hmm. So, part of me thinks that he's just a better quarterback in in situations overall. Uh, Tua is a, is a good player, but Fitzpatrick's been around longer. He knows what he's doing. Yes, he's made mistakes. Yes, he's had costly turnovers. But in certain situations, I think I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick over Tua. That's just my piece. Yeah, that's a good point, I think. Continuing on with uh, some star players getting COVID, Alvin Kamara has tested positive after his six-touchdown six performance. It's another blow to the Saints, who possibly could be playing Wild Card Weekend. Hopefully, hopefully they aren't, and they have the first round by. Because that would mean the Packers don't have the first round by. If anyone <laughs> didn't get the reference yet, but uh, what does this do to a team like that? Because uh, in all likelihood, he'll be missing this game, and he could be missing the first playoff game if they if they are playing in that game. What does that do to the Saints' offense as a whole? I mean, that that offense runs off of Alvin Kamara being able to to put up yardage and points not just in the pass in the running game, but also in the passing game. I mean, Alvin Kamara is is that kind of 
dump off the ball to him and he makes some wild things happen after the play. So uh, if, if they're missing Alvin Kamara, it's, it's going to be much rougher for that offense, I think. Does that change the Saints' overall positioning here if they have to solely rely on Drew Brees? Absolutely. No, nothing against Drew Brees. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, but still. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's getting older, and he's also had many broken ribs this year that, you know, as, as much time has passed between when they were broken and now – I'm sure they're still giving him trouble. True. I mean, I think it takes a lot longer for broken ribs to heal than he allowed them to take. But at the same time, his team needed him. So what else can he do? Mm-hmm. We have some final COVID news here is Robbie Gold. Signed a two-year extension Trenton and then tested and then- positive. Promptly got COVID. Uh, that's that's rough for him. I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, mm-hmm. we made fun of him earlier. I was not going to be able to come, but he's he's a decent guy. And um, wish the best for everyone here who tested COVID positive and anyone who's come in close contact with anyone who has tested positive. And it's just been a unfortunate part of the season that we've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Moving on to another one of our rank uh, segments here, the NFL.com Power Rankings. I'm just going to say it out here, Trenton, that the top five has not changed. I'm going to run through them quickly. Um, Chiefs, Bills, Packers, Saints, and Ravens. Didn't have to put in time to that. They've stayed the same. Seahawks have moved up one spot from the seventh spot to the sixth spot. The The Steelers back in the top 10 they were after their couple losses to prior weeks they have moved from number 11 to number seven up four spots and the bucks have also moved down four spots from 12 to eight and the browns have dropped three spots after their terrible loss to the jets they previously number six now they're number nine and the titans have dropped down two spots to round out the top 10 from number eight to number 10. I mean, there's really not much to discuss in the top 10. As we've noticed, things don't really keep changing. So is there anything that uh, grabs your attention looking at this? Not really. Um, I mean, you like you mentioned before, top five are what I would rank personally as the, the top five teams in the NFL right now. So um, is there anything that catches your attention below? Not really, honestly. And just looking at the whole list as a whole, there haven't been many um, big big jumps or drops for the most part. It's been one to, one to two spots up, one to two spots down. I mean, there are the, the Giants did drop six spots from 19 to 25, and the Patriots dropped five spots from 21 to 26. But at this point in the season, these really don't matter. And these teams, we all knew these teams – I mean, except for the Giants, who's still having playoff chances, aren't really going anywhere. So, um, the Bears also moved up one spot from uh, 16 to 15. 
these rankings, you and I are at a good time just analyzing these and going through this quickly, but it all comes down to week 17. So what's going to happen with the playoff picture is what we're really more interested in at this moment. So it's all good. Moving on to uh, the Bears, Trenton, we have uh, one game to discuss. And one thing I want to mention here is that we basically decided to skip the interesting game section of the show this time because there were just too many games to pick from. And a lot of the games have implications for this week and the playoffs ahead and just felt like this would – if there was any week to skip talking about games, it would be this week because we just couldn't do it all justice. So let's talk about the one – our favorite team, the Bears. Take it away. Yeah, this is a uh, – this has been a very particularly happy segment in the last few weeks as the, uh, the Bears offense has been absolutely clicking – um, this was, a uh, this was what one could say was a revenge game gone wrong for Mike Glennon. There was nothing in this game for him. Completely, like, uh, there was two picks to the same guy. Roquan <laughs> Smith is, um... He really got snubbed out that Pro Bowl, and he, yeah. he played with that chip on his shoulder this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mitchell Trubisky played very well, as he has. Yeah, he had his first rush, rushing touchdown of the season, too. Um, and the running game in general was fantastic as well. David Montgomery, 23 carries, 95 yards, one touchdown. So it's – it's what we hoped to see that the Bears offense would blow out a a team that right now is in line for the number one overall pick. They have it. It's secured. The Jets blew it. The Jets won two games. They gave up the number one overall pick. <laughs> the Jets were such a bad team that not only were they considered the worst team in the NFL, but they also won their way out of the number one pick. So sums up the year 2020, which I'm glad we are out of now. Yes. But, um, also, Trenton, Happy New Year. I think we never mentioned that. We get so focused into this that we meant, <laughs> forgot to mention that it's a new year. Happy New Year to you as well, Blah. Thank you. Um, hey, okay, I got one thing here. Like, we you understand the Bears have been – we played – all right, since the Bears played the Packers almost – Five weeks ago, we played the Lions. We played the Vikings. I, I, okay, I don't know about the order, but we played these teams. We played the Lions, we played the Vikings, we played the Texans, we played the Jaguars. Am I missing any? Uh, no, I believe that is All right. it. In each of these four games that we played now, we are three and one. Only lost coming that unfortunate um, fumble at the end of the Lions game, which we should have won. Well, that's a, that's in the past now. Can't can't do on the past now, Trenton. Um, where am I going with this? Oh, here here it is. 
the fact that the Bears put up at least 30 points in every single game is a sign of encouragement. Like, again, I mentioned this last week, but this is a different Chicago Bears team that started off the season. This is a different Chicago Bears team. They played the Packers in Green Bay. And the fact that we played this well, even though we played against bad teams, for the most part, we did not allow these teams to hang in there. Like, we dominated. And, like, we beat out the Texans, I believe it was 36-7. to Yes. And that was a good – I believe that was a changing point right there, especially in the in Trub- for Trubisky, mm-hmm. because he'd always been compared to Mahomes, Watson, and himself. Those three have always been in the same sentence, no matter what. Okay, he did not play well against Mahomes when they played last season, but then he had the chance to have his first ever game against Watson, and he really just was the better quarterback on that field that day. And then just it's a confidence booster, even though he's never going to say it. The fact that he was able to beat another person from his draft class who was picked after him. It's kind of like Alex Smith and Aaron Rodgers' situation. They're both – Alex Smith was the first overall pick in that 05 draft and Aaron Rodgers down in the late 20s. So we, Alex Smith had always been compared to Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not comparing Trubisky to Alex Smith or anything like that, but I'm just saying it does something to you to beat someone like that. Anyway, I believe that that game was a jump start. And then the fact that they beat the Vikings, who were also still in a playoff contention situation. Uh, I believe they probably were in the same position we were in, or a little less, a little more. And then to go to Jacksonville and just completely destroy a bad team. Like, there's one part of you, like, when you go in and you beat a bad team and then part of you is like if you let them have a comeback of any sort it just it doesn't feel good but if you go in and completely destroy I believe it was 41 to 14 and 17 something like that 41 to 17 yeah 41 17 that's a dominating performance so I believe that this is what this team needs going into a week 17 against the Packers at home and this isn't like this is a winner go home situation, but the past three four weeks have been a winner go home situation. So I I believe that this team is in the right mindset to hopefully make it to the playoffs, and we'll see where things go from there if everything goes well. Yeah, it's going to be a exciting week seventeen, and honestly, I feel like it's it's been a long time since the Bears have had a, a week seventeen game that really mattered for playoff implications. Yeah, very true. And the last one that really comes back to mind is 2013, week 17. Bears, Packers, at Soldier Field, 325. (laughs) But, uh, which is what happened in this game. This game got moved to 325 as well, which, uh, interesting how it all lines up with the NFL can never make it easy. They always have to make sure that you are watching two games at once. But I think – and we have Hakeem Hicks back in this game, which Matt LaFleur did mention in the first game that they have a certain amount of plays. They will not run if Hakeem Hicks in the game. 
So I'm just having big 96 in the middle who takes up the space of like two people. And that whole defense is motivated to play. That whole team is motivated to play. Hey, I'm not even playing and I'm motivated. So, <laughs> All right, Bilal, can't wait to see you out there. <laughs> I'll be seeing Fred how to get on the team. <laughs> Probably a bunch of COVID protocols that I have to follow first. Ah, that's true. You, you might have missed your chance, Bilal. I'm sorry. Eh, it was always next year. <laughs> <sighs> Any final thoughts here, Trenton? I don't yeah. think we even discussed much of the actual game, but there wasn't much to discuss because of just how dominating the Bears were, and we're just previewing the next one. Yeah, uh, there weren't really any any red flags, I think, against the Jaguars. He did. Was, Trubisky did throw that one interception in the end zone, which uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that's the one thing that he cannot do in Week 17 against the Packers is make a mistake like that. But since he did throw those two or three interceptions against the Packers the first time, he's done pretty well taking care of the ball, except for that. It all comes back to that Lions fumble. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to that. But still, despite of that, we're in position. So he just can't. We just can't have any turnovers. We need a solid performance on all three phases, and defense can't allow Aaron Rodgers to score, and special teams has got to pin him deep. Whenever they get the chance. Yeah. And uh, if it comes down to it, Mitchell Trubisky needs to win a shootout against Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I'm hoping it doesn't come down to that. (laughs) No, hopefully not. But if it did, that would be interesting to see if Mitchell Trubisky goes toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) You got to think about it, though. They played – it's been relatively close games the the recent years. I mean, we've only won one game since – uh, Nagy took over head coach, but the first time we lost one point in that dramatic comeback from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. But then we win the second game. And then the third game, we uh, we lost by – it was only a 10-3 game, the whole game, 10-3. Uh, the game after that, we uh, – I don't know. Up until the end, we had a chance to win. It was only like a one-possession game. So they've been, and then this most recent game was bad. But think about it, though. If Trubisky didn't turn the ball over how he did in that first game of the season, because the thing is, if he turned when we turned the ball over against the Packers, they scored on every possession they got. So that's like 14, 17, 14, 17, 17 points off of turnovers right there. Just don't turn the ball over. And they, they don't you don't need to give Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers additional opportunities to score. Like just keep it keep it um the way it is. It'll be interesting, Trenton and uh I don't know man, I mean just they're only like a day left to go. Less than forty eight hours to go from the time <laughs> of this recording this podcast, so yeah, keep uh, keep breathing, Bilal. Keep breathing. <laughs> so, slow and steady breaths. All right, let's get to a fun segment, though. Picking our games. Oh, oh. Closing out the show. And, hey, it's not been bad, actually. It's 
been pretty good for both of us in terms of weekly picks. Overall, we can we still got time though. But I went ten and six last week with an overall record of one fifty eight eighty one and seven. Trenton, you went nine and seven with a one forty three ninety six and one record. So, who are you taking for the Falcons and the Bucks? I gotta go with the Bucks on this one. Same here. Tom Brady taking another team to the playoffs. Feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> somehow Tom Brady always ends up in the playoffs. Yeah, he's uh he's really pulled through this year, even though he's had some games that looked like not Tom Brady. Hey, but just ask the Patriots right now, so I think they'd take this version of Tom Brady over the current version of Cam. Mm, true. Cowboys of the Giants. This game has playoff implications. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. I'm going with the Giants. I think the Giants could win this. And assuming hypothetically here that the Washington football team does not make the playoffs, I think the Giants are in a better position to make a run in the playoffs if they get in. And also, interesting thing, Trenton, I was checking the TV guide recently, and all these good games, playoff implication games, are in our market. Oh. We have the we – have, we're getting the Cowboys and Giants game. We're getting the Browns and Steelers game. And at the same time, the Bears game, we're also getting the Cardinals game. So, <laughs> Very it's going to nice. be a fun day of football. Yeah. Hopefully it ends, hopefully it ends fun for us, but uh, we'll see. Did the Jets get a third win in the season, Trenton, by beating the Patriots, or did the Patriots take the win to close out the year? It's going to be Patriots. I, I yeah. cannot pick the Jets still. No 10-year contract extension? Uh, I'd, Let's say this. If the Jets happen to beat Bill Belichick and the Patriots, maybe they will give Adam Gase a 10-year contract extension. Okay. Vikings at the Lions. I'm going to go Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to the Vikings too. Um, Steelers or the Browns? going to go Browns here. Same. Ravens at the Bengals. Ravens. Yeah, no chance for... What do the Ravens' uh, playoff situation look like right now? Are they – do they have a chance? Last time I saw that, they were on the outside looking in. But They uh, – uh, yeah, they're – their playoff chances right now. They is, just have to win. They just have to win, yeah. They win at the win. Bengals or the Browns lose to the Steelers or the Colts lose to the Jaguars. Yeah, options two and three are not happening, so they just have to beat them so – Looks like we'll see the Ravens in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Dolphins at the Bills. Oh, I'm... It's in Buffalo, man. And it's cold in Buffalo. (laughs) These are from Miami. You say the Dolphins are going to freeze? That's a good point. Let's go Bills. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. (laughs) Seahawks at the Niners. This is a... Kind of a tough one, I feel like, because the Niners have pulled a lot of upsets. They got a big boost getting George Kittle back in the lineup. 
And still... George Kittle was really excited that they were able to help out the Bears. Mm. I'm still going to have to go Seahawks on here. Yeah, same here. I don't see – I see the Seahawks. Unless the Seahawks somehow decide to uh, rest their starters going into this week for the playoffs, uh, I don't see the Niners really pulling it out. But then again, we've been wrong before. Mm-hmm. Seahawks it is. All right, Trent, this game is interesting to pick because I know who I want to win. But just going to certain situations here, I don't know if that will happen. Cardinals at the Rams. Yeah, um, I was undecided until this very moment, but I'm going to have my to make my pick for the Rams. See, I'll be rooting for the Rams. I'll be rooting for the Rams. But just for the sake of this thing, I'm going with the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm talking about here, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever you see a game and a team just happens to be playing better, but you know you didn't really pick them and you mm. just see them. Again, I want the Rams to win, but I think the Cardinals will win. Hopefully yeah. I'm wrong, and you can take this victory. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just going off of the Rams' defense. That's that's all I'm counting on right now. That's honestly all the Rams are counting on too, probably. <laughs> that's a good point. Jaguars and the Colts. I got to pick the Colts. Yeah, Colts. Titans and Texans. Titans. The Titans used to be the Houston Oilers, which were the team in Houston before the Texans. Fun fact. Uh, I'm taking the Titans. Uh, Raiders at Broncos. I'm going to go Raiders. Both these teams have nothing to play for, but still the better team is the Raiders. Chargers at the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chargers. Chiefs are resting Mahomes, so. I agree. Chargers. Packers at the Bears. Okay. This is. No. I was going to say this might be a hard choice, but I don't think this is a hard choice. You're going to do what I did with the Cardinals and Rams? <laughs> no. I, I think. The Bears do have a chance here, especially with David Bakhtiari out. That that changes a lot of things, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm going with the Bears, but I I just hey, it's gonna feel like a fun day. It's gonna it's gonna be like Christmas morning again, and we're going to hopefully come out with a victory, and we'll be recording a very happy podcast next week. Uh, Saints and the Panthers. I'm going to go Saints. I'm also going to Saints. I don't see the Panthers playing on a win in this, and they have nothing to play for either. So, I mean, they could be playing for spoiler. That's one thing with these teams that have nothing to play for. Right. Is that they are playing to spoil the other team's season, but Saints are just too good of a team. With or without Alvin Kamara. And last but not least... The last Sunday night football game of the 2020-2021 season, the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. I am going to say that Alex Smith caps off his comeback player of the year season by leading the Washington football team to a win and a playoff spot. And 
on that note, I agree with you and have nothing else to add to that wonderfully crafted statement. <laughs> All right, Trenton, I think we... It's going to be an interesting week. And we're recording this episode pretty late in the week. Usually we record it much earlier. But uh, that just helps shorten the gap between game day. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to the Buy Lists podcast. We hope you have a great rest of the week and experience a Bears victory into the playoffs. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Hopefully we'll be continuing this joyous mood that we've been in. Uh, don't forget to follow us at BillMalik15 and Trent underscore Cito. Please stay safe and wear a mask. Does Bill Belichick retire if he loses to the Jets? <laughs>